One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. From the Financial Times, this is Hard Currency. This has not been the year to make many safe assumptions. If you assumed at the start of the year that the US economy was strong, that the Federal Reserve was all set to raise rates soon, you were wrong. And after that setback, if you then assumed the dollar was heading for a sustained period of weakness, that emerging markets and commodity currencies were going to rally strongly, and that oil must surely rebound further, well, this week has once again challenged your assumptions. I'm Roger Blitz, and a warm welcome to Hard Currency, the FT's weekly podcast on the FX market. In the studio this week, to talk about assumptions and whether we should simply stop making them, is Vincent Chagnier, the Global Head of Rates and FX Strategy at Société Générale. Vincent, how have your assumptions fared this year? Well, I have to say that lately, at least, we've not been too surprised. We have said that the very broad risk rally Uh, that ran from mid-February to late April, was running out of steam. You said that was going to end. Yes, and we we said also that the broad door pullback, that clearly was much larger than we expected, also was finished. And I think developments this week very much confirmed those views. And you backed that on the basis of the stronger US economy data? Well, I think if you look at the broad risk rally that we had, it was driven by short covering on oil prices, the pullback of the US dollar, and uh, better news out of China. Those three drivers, I think, are running out of steam. We believe oil prices are topish from here. The US dollar sell-off itself was driven by a cleanup of long positions, Mm -hmm. a downward repricing of the Fed, and the follow-up of the G20 meeting in late February. Yes, in Shanghai, yeah. Yes, those drivers also are fatigued. Net position is no longer long. The Fed downward repricing is over, and the Fed actually is getting now more hawkish. And I don't think we can expect the same or anything bigger from the G7 on the uh, currency side. Sendai in Japan. Uh, Exactly. Okay. So with that in mind, therefore, what we might expect out of this weekend, what might we expect out of the rest of the year? Do we just simply stop making new assumptions? How confident are you about how the rest of the year is going to look? I think we are reasonably confident that the US dollar sell-off is over for now. Of course, it would take uh, the Fed to deliver the hikes and not just to talk up the hikes for the uh, dollar to rally sharply. So for now, we don't expect a repeat of 2014, 2015, Mm -hmm. when we had that massive dollar sell-off. But in the near term, I think there is room for risk assets to struggle as the uh, bullish drivers that are, I've talked about are all running out of steam. And clearly, the uh, Fed's toughest stance might encourage that correction. I think in that process, it's fair to expect some dark strengths in the near term and a little bit of a correction in the uh, risk assets, in which case near term, the yen actually could offer resilience. Let's just look a little bit more at risk. In face-to-face meetings you have globally, what are investors or finances saying about 
risk and their willingness to take it? Are they willing to invest or just they just want to sit on their hands? I think overall there is a little bit of discomfort because there is a feeling that, number one, asset valuation quite often is stretched. Mm-hmm. And number two, there is a losing faith in what monetary policy can achieve. So that tends to limit the appetite for large and long-term positions, and that make investors quite cautious. I was recently traveling to Asia, and what I found most striking is how Japanese banks and insurers are struggling with a low level of yields in Japan. And I think they are very much looking for investing abroad, especially in fixed income space in the Western markets. And that's why I believe that this Fed-driven sell-off in bonds probably is not going to run very far because investors will be buying the dips, especially if risk assets are somewhat weak. But I can find that appetite to diversify outside in Japan, uh, given the uh, very low level of yields, and more so following the collapse of uh, long yields in Japan after the rate cut. What are they saying about the yen? Are they saying that there is this dollar strength is going to be around? And do they assume that as a result, therefore, the yen is going to fall again? I think the assumption there, if you want to make some, is that the BOJ would not be comfortable with anything between 100 and 105. Mm. So with this FOMC minutes, Dorian has moved higher towards 110. So I don't think the BOJ is feeling any pressure just now. Overall, my feeling is that the BOJ is meeting resistance, both from outside and from the inside. In particular, because I said Japanese banks are suffering from low short, negative short-term rates, insurers suffering from very low long-term rates. And therefore, I tend to believe that if the BOJ delivers more, that would be skewed towards credit easing, i.e., offering loans to banks at better conditions, possibly augmenting QE, buying more ETF, but the size there is going to be limited. But I'm a bit skeptical about the idea of the BOJ cutting rates again, unless, of course, yen strength becomes extreme. And you presumably believe that the market is going to continue challenging the BOJ and that even if the dollar does rise, we shouldn't therefore necessarily assume that a a weaker yen is the natural other side of this. That is right. I think those more hawkish minutes from the Fed will support a stronger dollar overall in the near term, especially against EM currencies, which are now correcting to the downside. Again, the yen, I'm less sure. Indeed, if the uh, risk conditions become sour, the yen could actually benefit. And then, yes, the market investors could challenge the BOJ. What do they do to fight that? Do they intervene? But we know that isolated intervention is not very successful. And I think they will find no sympathy from the G7 partners. So what do they do? Do they cut rates despite the internal resistance? It's going to be quite a challenge. So yes, the market could challenge that. Did you get over to China while you were in Asia? I did. What's the view there? The view there was maybe slightly less worried than when I was there six months ago. A bit more optimism, especially after this uh, rebound of the economy this year. I think four or five months ago, many people in China and outside China were concerned about uh, hard lending. The data has improved this year and those concerns seem to be fading a little bit, including in China. I find here that people maybe are going a little bit 
complacent. Our view is that this improvement in China has very weak foundations. It was based on, yet again, another lending binge that is not sustainable given all the debt that has been built over the past seven years. And I think the Chinese policymakers themselves are starting to say, we cannot continue that. We need to think about structural reform. We need to be careful about the, all the debt that is in the system. So I think looking forward, the policy support might be less strong and the economic surprises could become less positive again. Meanwhile, a stronger dollar and what that means for dollar yuan is going to reawaken all those worries from previously in the last six months, last eight months about China's exchange rate. It's had a steady calming effect on the market, this stable dollar yuan level. It's not going to last much longer, though, is it? I very much agree. I believe that dollar CNY and the capital flows in China have been at the heart of global risk sentiment. Early this year, when we had the big risk sell-off, there was a lot of focus on the massive capital outflows in China, about $100 billion per month in both December and January. I think that was happening because dollar CNY was falling. And since the broad pullback of the US dollar, China has been happy to also see a stabilization in dollar CNY or even a pullback in dollar CNY. And in the meantime, the RMB index was still falling, which is good for exports. And stability in dollar CNY was good for financial stability. That was possible only because the US dollar was weak broadly. If now the US dollar recovers, as we see today, and we see some follow through there, inevitably, dollar CNY will have to go higher And we're going to talk again about capital outflows, and that might actually amplify the correction in risk market. So definitely something to watch very closely. And just finally, we're about to see the G7 finance ministers meeting in Sendai. Twelve weeks ago, the G20 finance ministers met in Shanghai, and we got out of that. Whether you believe in a currency war's truce or not, we got a period of currency stability. Are they going to try and in some way maintain it? They can't really if the dollar is going to get stronger. Or is there going to be a message, do you think, that actually policy normalisation, divergence is perhaps back on the agenda? I don't think there will be a major focus on currencies this time. I'm I'm not looking for a dramatic change in the message there. I have to say that when we underestimated the bearish dollar correction, we probably underestimated also the uh, G20 message. Uh, Clearly, the US was very upset with both Japan and Europe following the rate cuts that maybe they were leveraging too much on the FX policy tool. You know, after that, we had quite a decent bearish correction. And I don't think the focus this time will be as much on currencies. I think Japan is going to say that if need be for a domestic concern, uh, the BOJ might ease again even if that means a lower yen. But mostly, they will try to push the agenda of a fiscal stimulus. And I think Japan there will deliver. They will find some support from Canada. But except for that, I very much doubt that they will get much support, especially from Germany. So I'm not looking for much of a strong cooperative message there. Okay. It's going to be, feels like it's going to be a sticky summer. And guess what? We've got through a whole hard currency podcast without mentioning Brexit. My thanks to Vincent Chanier from SocGen. Join us again next week for Hard Currency. Until then, you can follow all the FX news and analysis on ft.com forward slash markets. From Hard Currency, it's goodbye.
If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. It's presented by me, Patrick Jenkins, the financial editor at the FT, and I'm joined by a team and an external guest every week. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.